0: Hard,
1: hard. Wrestle, 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 NCAA recap: the good, the bad, the ugly with Wrestling Mindset. Welcome back to Mindset Monday, Gene and Jeff Zanetti, your coast-to-coast Coast mindset coaches, founders of Wrestling Mindset, a wrestling-specific sports psychology program designed to help you overcome your mental blocks and win—not only in wrestling but in life. Obviously, we just had a great NCAA tournament. We're going to give you our little recap, our summaries, some of the the little intricacies mentally that maybe you haven't been thinking about.
2: Yeah, the, the mental,
1: the mindset recap
2: of the NCAAs. Well, every year we watch the, the Nationals together, we watch the NCAA finals. And then I feel like every year at the end of it, once it's all over, we're just kind of quiet for a couple minutes. We're just, you know, thinking and reflecting on not just the NCAAs, but the season, you know, the whole season from youth wrestling through college. It's the culmination of folk style wrestling in, in the country, really in the world. So it's it's a big deal. And then it always gets us, there's a, there's a short period of pretty, pretty quiet, pretty, you know, some silence. And then we, and then we start recapping
1: a, a, a self, um, a self-discovery or maybe, um, just self-exploration self-explo- and, and exit, maybe an existential funk. even though we're not condoning existentialism. But yeah, it's, it's one of those things like when Greg lost in the NCAA as our youngest brother, um, for that, there was, that was a different feeling, I guess, than us, because after he was done, it was like, okay, well, that chapter's closed now of wrestling in our family. Well, it's kind of like that in a, in, a, in a certain way after every wrestling season after the NCAAs because the, the state championship is done for like all the states, all the divisions, NCAAs are done, and now Division One is done. It's it's, it's all in the book. So now it's just um, self-discovery and an exploration of what, what went well, what didn't go so well, what would have I done differently in my career, how are we going to approach this with our athletes? So every year it's it's interesting to do that. All right, so I'm going to start with this. Did you see the screen? Yeah, and I, and, I, and I told my wife, too, that's something that she's just got to expect, that in mid-March, end of March, you know, things might get a little bit quieter. Um, you know, I might not seem exactly like myself. It's just, you know, I don't mean anything by it. I'm there. I'm happy to help. I'll do anything. You know, it's got to be done. But, uh, you know, I'm certainly there. But, you know, mentally, it's just going to be this is usually the time of reflection for everyone reflection and then what actions need to be taken moving forward to continue to improve. And if, if you're a serious wrestler, a serious coach, serious parent, you're in that same boat with us. What needs to happen right now? And what we're about to find out is what needs to happen right now is mindset. But take it away. I was, I was going to say the last thing
2: Coach Bell told us many years ago. He said, make make sure your significant other knows that, you know, March is, is the end of wrestling season. You know, wrestling season, you're going to be busy. You're going to be traveling. You're going to be going to different tournaments. You know, start that early to make sure that they understand that. All right, let's go into the the first interview. We're going to put on three quick interviews from uh, from USA Wrestling uh, after the NCAA Champions Championships. Keegan O'Toole, 165-pound NCAA champion, freshman.
0: Mental mental power is almost is more important
2: than physical power. Um, if you really believe in yourself and you have faith,
0: um, and you're not scared and you stay composed uh, and you believe in yourself. You know, sky's the limit. It
2: goes for anyone. Short and simple, to the point.
1: Right. We just brought up Coach Bell, the head coach of Bergen Catholic. This is um, so Co- Coach Bell, two guys in the NCAA finals, Nick Suriano, who won it, who's now up for the Hodge, and you also, and very good argument for it. I don't know if he got taken down all year. And he then, did not. Zero zero takedowns. And, all then year. Shane, and then Shane Griffith, who avenged three losses in the season uh, to the same guy, Evan Wick, came up a little bit short against Keegan O'Toole. But Keegan O'Toole, he's a guy who. Ben Askren's wrestling club. Ben Askren always talks about mindset. Many of you have heard him shout out about us on the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, clearly he's got very good perspective. He knows that he knows how important mindset is. And he would have to know to beat a guy like Shane Griffith, who's just, as we say over and over when we watch him, he's just a special
2: kid, different kind of kid. <laughs> yeah. After he won in the semifinals, we kind of it was one of those moments of reflection again, we're just like, hey, he's a special wrestler. I think he lost to wick three times this year and um you know wick has a good style for him he still has a good style for him but shane finds a way to get it done and it's just i don't know it's like five seconds left it looked like it didn't look good and then he finds a way to get a takedown so shout out to shane awesome kid awesome wrestler special wrestler and then which you know gives a shout out to keegan o'toole for beating him which is which is pretty incredible especially if you're from new jersey you just you didn't expect that to happen so mental power is greater than physical power. It's a, it's a simple concept there.
1: World champion, world, world champion and a freshman. Beat a guy yeah. as good as Shane Griffith, who, who rarely loses, one of the smartest wrestlers, and also a guy who just has an incredible mindset. He's just, he just looks unfazed by everything.
2: <laughs> yeah, just unbelievable composure. And like you said, Ben Askren is a coach of Keegan O'Toole for a long time. He's been on our show. We've been on his show. He's had mental Monday for a number of years. He was the one who brought us up on the Joe Rogan podcast, which was which was awesome. So this is, he's getting he's getting mental training, and he has been probably since he started there at I don't know 10, ten years old or something like that at Askren Wrestling Academy. So shout out to them, and you know just that was an unbelievable match. So that's that's number one. That's my mental power greater than physical power, which then brings us into the the second part of our conversation. Really, the first part right after the nationals after our, our moments of silence, you start talking about Penn State, right? How do you not? There's They won the, nat- the national team champs two years in a row, nine guys in the finals, nine champions. You know, it's, it, and, it, and it's not like they were heavy favorites, right? Some of the guys were favorites, but you have Aaron Brooks, who beats Miles Amin, who which we love, the family, Team Amin. Those guys are unbelievable on and off the mat. So he beats a world, uh, an Olympic bronze medalist, And then you have um, Roman Bravo Young, who beats a a world silver medalist. So it's not like they're heavy favorites going into these matches and, you know, wrestling run at the mill national finalists, which is probably an oxymoron. There's no run at the mill national finalists, but these are really, really, really good competitors on the national and international level. And they're getting it done nine for nine in two years. So Penn
1: State. Kai Lewis, the last time he wrestled the NCAAs, he won it. If you remember he beat Vincenzo Joseph by several points, not by one or two points. Beat him by several points. So these guys all had to game up Penn State. That's what we're saying here. And this year they were five and zero in the finals. Last year they were four and zero. That's nine and zero. What what did you say the other day about their their record? Was it in the semifinals or the roughly? Yeah, I, think, that? I think in the last I don't know six or seven
2: years they're forty five for five in the semifinals. So forty five and five is their record in the semifinals. Which like you just look at that and it's like. You know, I don't know the averages, but I know that's that's st- statistically significant. That number that that's better than the average, right? And so then you ask, all right, what's going on with Penn State? Ken Cherto wrote to us on LinkedIn. He's, like, what's going on with Penn State? Um, and he's like, is it is it recruiting? Is it you know being in Pennsylvania? Is it the Olympians on staff? Is it the coaches? Is it they're recruiting the right mindset? What is going on with Penn State? I think that's where we
1: start. Yeah. So the answer is yes. So all. Of- <laughs> The answer the answer is yes all but obviously they're getting great great recruits. Kale Sanderson, brother, like obviously they're doing a great job, Casey Cunningham. everyone the, the whole staff at Penn State is great. They have tremendous donors, they have tremendous facilities. They have a they're in a tremendous state. So they, they, it is the perfect storm there. But I think the big big overlooked factor of Penn State is their mindset. They have unbelievable perspective. You see it in all of their interviews or almost all of their interviews. They're obviously trying to win. They're not emphasizing winning. None of them, none of them, seem to be emphasizing winning, winning. All of them are talking about being grateful. All of them are talking about having fun. And it's one thing to say have to 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 say it verbally, which is good. That's step one, saying it verbally. Like yes, I know it's important to have fun. It's another thing to really be congruent with that, with your body language, and to really believe that this is about having fun and enjoying yourself. So. Their mindset and their perspective is unbelievable. Obviously, nobody knows exactly, not nobody, but very few people know exactly what's going on in the Penn State room. But I guarantee, just based on the way that all these kids are talking and the way they're carrying themselves, character is being emphasized, perspective is is being emphasized, love of the sport, fun. That's, That's what's going on at Penn State that most people are overlooking. Yeah, they're getting great recruits. Yeah, they're in the best state in the country. But don't overlook, don't sleep on their mindset. Their mindset is really one thing that makes them special. Otherwise, how would these guys be gaming up all the time? There's a performance element, and they're delivering on the deadline when it matters. Yeah, I think
2: their mindset is probably magnified more than most teams because they're getting such great recruits, right? So I don't think anyone's going to argue that if you put a lot of their athletes, Aaron Brooks, RBY, uh, Nick Lee, they're going to succeed anywhere, right? They're going to succeed at any school they go to, right? So we know these athletes are special. But they're gonna it's gonna get magnified when you're at you know Penn State because th- these guys are in the they're in the national champ, these guys are in the national championship where you can have wrestlers that might not be as good as those wrestlers where they do perform at a high level. They do hit a level of peak performance, but maybe you don't see it because it's not in the NCAA finals, right? Maybe their peak performance is in the you know the match to qualify for the NCAA championships, which is a big deal for them. You know, if you're performing at your highest level at your potential that's a win. You know, that's really all you can ask for, but these guys are doing it in the finals and there's multiple wrestlers each year. So it just, it gets magnified. So that, that's another thing. And then you, you brought it up, but it's like you look at their coaching staff and their regional training center. You mentioned the donors, but have guys like David Taylor Olympic gold medalist, Kyle Snyder, Olympic gold medalist, Thomas Gilman, world champion, um, Olympic bronze medalist Beck sod. Um, who is a bronze medalist in the Olympics this year, Franklin Gomez, you know, Olympian, many time world, I think world medalist, right? And I'm sure I missed Jake Varner, Olympic gold medalist. And I'm sure I've missed about a dozen. Yonamitsu, we know, when Frank Molinaro was at Penn State. Yonamitsu, Olympic champion from from Japan, was a coach there. So they're bringing in people, not just the best in the country, but the best in the world. So obviously they have that going for, for them. We also talked about the brothers coaching together, right? Kale and Cody, a goodness of fit. It's not just they're brothers; they could trust each other. But you could tell they they probably have very different roles, similar to us in our business, right? It's it's very obvious what you're doing in the company and what I'm doing, which makes a goodness of fit and makes it easier to work together. And I, it seems like they they definitely have that going for them as well.
1: Yeah, having good having good partners. Uh, when you talk about the executives or the managers or the coaches of whether it's business. Team organization, um, family, par- you know, parents. It's just the ability to communicate, the, abil- the ability to delegate different roles, a goodness of fit. That's all very important. And you know, great thing about working with family is, especially if you're, if you have the same objective, you have the same. Likely, you have similar values because you were raised probably the same, probably. Um, and if you're both very goal oriented. You see it a lot of times. These families working together—it's it's a highly successful thing. I know um, Schwab is bringing over his brother. who's helping them with mindset when he was when he was when he was coaching, right? Yeah, so he
2: still does it at UNI. Yeah, Mark Schwab, Doug Schwab, and it's like Brands, Sanderson. Exactly. You see the Brands brothers. They say they they fight. They talked about it on the special on the Big Ten Network that they argue a lot about stuff. But at the end of the day, you got somebody who has a similar goal and that you love and trust. You know, so that you know that even if you disagree and you're you know, really going at it, you are still looking to to attain the same thing, which makes it which makes it easier.
1: Yeah, there's natural because there's always going to be some natural um, rivalries that could emerge, especially in non-family. I mean, you know, could, is the person gunning for your job? Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Or, or eventually at a certain point, a lot of times you say, oh, the heck with this. I'll just leave. And 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 who and who's to say a lot of brothers wouldn't have done that, whether it be the Brands brothers, the Sanderson's or us, if you didn't have the unconditional love. It's like, ah, eh, you have a bad day. All it takes is one bad day for someone to make for the more impulsive brother to maybe make a sloppy decision. And now, boom, it's gone. You know what I mean? So that's that's. You know, there's a lot of things that they that they have going for them. Obviously, they're clearly expecting to win. They're probably getting thumped in the practice room. I mean, <laughs> they have good guys that are coming in. So.
2: But Bo, Bo Nickel, Bo Nickel's another guy I missed. who's tra- training there. Number two yeah. in the Olympic trials.
1: It's just, it's just don't sleep on their mindset. That's what we're really saying. The perspective is excellent. And there's a lot of teams that are doing it, but I'm saying this is something that you could tell that's a very important part of their program because the guys for the last 13 years have been saying the same thing.
2: And the perspective is the same. here. Aaron Brooks, after every interview, is you know, giving glory to God. And he's like, I'm not just saying this guys. It's, God is working through me to accomplish this. He's like, I'm not just saying this. And then, you know, you hear Max Dean talking about family. Um, they're always bringing up fun and gratitude, right? They're they're masters at controlling the controllables. And with that comes knowing that there is a chance that you can lose. And if, you, if you're at peace with that, that I may lose in the national finals, I might not repeat as a national champion. If you can be okay with that invulnerability, you become more... You become more just fearless right it just you become a better wrestler you become a better version of yourself so it's it's also the consistency it's one thing to talk about being calm and composed throughout the match but then the coach is screaming his head off you know in between you know if there's a bad call or you know in between periods and before matches if you see his energy is really high all the time and he's telling you to stay composed it's tough to separate that right what was the analogy you used yesterday about that do you remember I don't know exactly, but I know there there are some. Like you have to, like you have to be intense, but you also have to be composed.
1: Being being con- being congruent with it, you're just being.
2: You had an you had an analogy used. Maybe it'll come to us during the show, but that's that's an important thing where you have you have a certain level of intensity,
1: but you also it's not just in a match. It's not just to go heavy hands. It's like it's like when you're when you're hand fighting, you have loose hands, you have loose arms, but very heavy hands. If you're tight the whole time. It's like our dad, who didn't really wrestle very much. It's like he, he every, t- every time you grab dad, and he's just big. He's like a brick house. He's he's tense, so it's like that's gonna you know you're just gonna be breathing heavy right away. But if you have loose arms but heavy hands, it's every time you like like Rocky Balboa. Every time you hit him, it's gotta feel like he's kissing the express train, right? So uh, that's 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 really the key. And, and you have Kale and and the Penn State coaching staff that actually does live it. I get it. There's different personalities. They have certain temper. They have certain natural temperaments that may feed into that different nationalities and different cultures. You know, don't get it twisted. That's going to have an impact. Different nationalities and cultures are probably going to have an impact. But the key is you need to bring out the best version of yourself for yourself and for your team. It's not always easy. And we're not saying that every coach now has to try to be the Penn State coaching staff. That's not what it is. All we're saying is be yourself, but take a page from the people that things are working for. So. You know, you take a you take a page of the intensity of of a of a Joe Dubuque. And of course there, you know, you could substitute pretty much any any college coach too. But you know, Dubuque, it's like, man, he's on fire. People are making comments. It's like he's, you know, he's real fired up. So it's gonna take a page from that. But I'm also gonna take a page from the common composed coach and and basically wrap that into a hybrid of, you know, what's the best version of me?
2: A quick break from today's podcast. Wrestling season is here. Wrestling Mindset is the number one wrestling-specific program anywhere in the world. This season, make sure to work with a Wrestling Mindset coach to get the mental edge so that you can build confidence, stay motivated, and bring out your best when it means the most. Wrestling Mindset works with hundreds of wrestlers and teams each year. We have a special offer this season for our podcast listeners. Go to our website at WrestlingMindset.com, click on the free trial session, type your name and information. In the last section, you'll see additional information, Type in podcast discount. Wrestlers will receive a $100 discount and teams will have a $200 discount for any team program. Again, go to WrestlingMindset.com. Click on the free trial session. Type in podcast discount under additional information. Wrestlers will receive a $100 discount in their first month and teams will receive a $200 discount in any team program. Get the mental edge today. Now back to our podcast. And guys, we're trying to get Kale on the show. So if you go on Twitter <clears throat> at Kale Sanderson, tell him go on the show. We we want to talk mindset with him too. So maybe if you guys push him a little bit, because we're asked a lot, like, oh, you should have Kale on your show. You should have Kale on your show. We'd love to have him on, on our show. You know, he's he's obviously got a lot of wisdom. But here's another thing I found. It's funny talking about Kale Sanderson, one of our favorite wrestlers to watch, and and um, you know, obviously our favorite coaches. But he's he's a busy man. I got some notes. So we went to wrestlers in business in Princeton. I've, I have the notes, October 15th, 2014. So you just look at this and you see the consistency over the years. It's been, it's eight years now, right? Eight years. So number one, he talked about having Bonnie Epstein involved in the program, right? She's um, I think she's a kinesiologist, but she's definitely, she's like a team counselor working with people on mindset related training, right? So she's at, she's at every dual meet. You see her sitting down, you know, behind Kale and the staff. So that's something that they're working
1: on. on The show, that's our workaround. That's our way. If Kale's not going to speak to us directly, we work around it.
2: That's right. We got to get, if anyone's (laughs) got the connection there, we got to get Bonnie Epstein on our show. That would be, that would be good. So here's some of the other notes. I I took a ton of notes when, when we were there and, you know, you start to see, um, you know, why it's just consistency. He said consistency and being bold, bold. You know, you have to be bold to get what you want, expecting to face obstacles, Right. Sometimes we have an unrealistic expectation that the year is going to go perfect. And even when they ask the national champs who repeated, they're like, was this year easier or tougher? Suriano was one of the guys they asked. It's like, this was tougher. And you look at it, it's like, well, how can this year be tougher? It's like last time he had fix was in his weight. RBY was in his weight. Michik was in his weight. uh, DeSanto was in his weight. Uh, You know, obviously a great wrestler this year. New challenges. but there's just new challenges, new, you know, different pressure, different things going on in your life outside of just wrestling. So um, expecting to face obstacles. He talked about having a gratitude basket, right? So how do you practice gratitude? They actually had a basket and they would put stuff in there that what they're grateful for. And he said, it always starts with like, thankful for my family, thankful for, for God, I'm thankful for my health. He said, and then eventually people get kind of bored of writing the same things. So then they start writing, "Well, I'm thankful for having dry socks." And then think about that. Yeah, if your socks were wet all the time, that would be that'd be a real pain in the butt. So it's like you start to you start to get better at gratitude. You start to appreciate the little things, and not you, you want to appreciate both, but the little things as well as the big things. He talked about journaling, um, having calendars where you put an X on the calendar every day that you did something that you got closer to your goal, and you could do that whether you're healthy injured you know there's there's a million ways to get better especially in wrestling so you can actually see that oh look at 300 days went by and you know 300 days i got better i took a step towards my goal um he talked about if if you want to be an olympic champion you got to wrestle like it in practice right so trying to recreate the pressure of the national or the olympic championships as best as you can in practice right create that that pressure in practice So that when you get into the competition, when you get into the national finals, I know it's still going to feel different, but it's going to feel less different than if you didn't try to practice that. Um, Talked about wrestling to win, being bold. Do it because you want to do it. Right. Doing (laughs) wrestling for the right reason. At the end of the day, wrestling is recreation. And recreation by nature is something that's fun. You, You would only do it. It's not that when you think about it, it's. It's important to us. You have to be fanatical about what you're trying to achieve. But at the same time, you know, it's not it's not that important. When you think about wrestling, it could be you could be fanatical about getting to your goals, but then realizing that, you know, there's things that are much more important, like like our family, like our faith, like, you know, what's going on in the country. Countries are at war right now. Right. There's things that are more important about um, wrestling. So it's, uh, it's understanding that. yeah
1: I think Things fall into categories. And uh, and Aristotle knew this. Spoke about you know one of the chapters of his book, *The Organon*, is um, the categories. And if you had to make categories of what wrestling falls under, it would fall under a sport, and sport would fall under recreation. Okay, so it's like the, the genus. <laughs> there's genus and there's species, right? So the genus would be a sport, and and the species would be wrestling, right? Well, the genus of sport would be. Would be recreation, and what is recreation? Most people can't even answer that question. Recreation is meant to recreate your soul, recreate your soul, so you can get back to doing the more important things, and that would be especially the most important things: faith and your vocation in life. So, if sport is not recreating your soul, you need to either you need you need to either reprioritize, hopefully reprioritize, or if it's it's really not doing it, you need to leave because it's not even doing it's not even doing the purpose that's why you always need to know what is the what is the ultimate end and the end the end of sports right it falls under recreation recreates the soul so now you can return to the more important things in life now of course that needs to be balanced because if you want to be a national champ you want to be an olympic champ or even a state champ you need to be fanatical you need to go all out so you're going to have to have tremendous perspective and it's a very very hard thing to balance unless you just Lucked out with you hit the lottery with who you, who is coaching you or where you're at. Uh, this is why most people really do need a mindset coach. We could have really benefited from a mindset coach because even with good mentors and a good family, it's still hard to to very hard to keep the perspective. So that's a mindset's going to bring to you. Yep. Other notes I have because I think people want to hear
2: this. He said he has them write down one thing they succeeded at each day. And then when I was thinking about that, just thinking about bringing that up. You know, you look at our success journal, which we didn't, you know, it's not like something we completely reinvented on our own. And you look at it. We talked about gratitude. What am I thankful for? What did I, what, what did I improve in today? What are things I could have, what is one thing I could have done better? What's tomorrow's resolution? And then there's a side to take notes into journal. So, you know, these things obviously Kale didn't invent them. We didn't invent them either, but these are timeless practices and wisdom, right? So, you don't have to re- recreate the wheel.
1: Maybe maybe that's why we're not getting the interview because Kale knows if he tells us something, it's going to end up in a book.
2: <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> and gonna
1: be. Now we're going to just give it away to the wrestling world, which wouldn't be entirely false, right? I mean, we're just trying to get, we're trying to help wrestling, and the and the way to help wrestling is to pick the greatest minds of the world, and 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 hey, we're giving credit. We'll give credit.
2: We didn't we didn't make everything up. That's for sure. The other thing I got is poise poise is being yourself at all times, right? And you see that that's like, you see Kale in the corner, you see his athletes, you see Aaron Brooks, you see RBY. And that, that'll go into one of our next interviews. It's like, they look the same, whether they're winning, losing, close match or blowout. It doesn't really matter. And they're staying composed. And it's like, all right, you might you might lose when you're composed. Okay, but you're probably more likely to win and perform at your potential. Before we get into the, to the next interview, I got, a, it says, mongoose analogy. Do you remember that? So this is this is from this is back to um, wrestlers in business Princeton. Yeah, I remember. I know it's something about. I remember he had his wrestlers write down like kind of like an alter ego, right? Like an app. They would draw a picture of themselves winning a national champion, winning a national championship. So they're standing on the podium, or they're standing with their hands up, or pointing to their whatever their parents, their coaches. Do um, you remember the mongoose analogy? I feel like it was something to do with James English. The guy who was like a six year, he stuck around and he was an NCAA champ. Was it, it, I think they had to draw a picture and then we're going to need Cal on the show for this one. But I think they had to draw a picture of like an animal that they wanted to wrestle like, and he picked the mongoose and everyone's like, why would you pick a mongoose? And he's like, because a mongoose goes after the King Cobra. Isn't that the case? I think mongoose is like the animal that actually goes after the, you know, one of the most feared animals, a King Cobra. So it doesn't just pick a fight. It's picking a fight with the best, the the most worthy adversary, the most worthy opponent. Which takes guts. Which takes guts. And then you see those, they're wrestlers. That sounds right. That sounds right. That sounds right. We're going to have to get clarification on that, but I'm pretty sure the mongoose represented going after the toughest opponent or the the challenge, because the heck with them, right? If if I can have the best wrestler in my weight, I want to go after them. I want to beat the best guys. Or go after them.
1: All right, I'll, I'll pull up another interview. Um, we got. You won't be ba- uh, at very least, you won't be upset if you get a seed that you didn't think you deserved. It's like if you're looking to beat everyone, you're not going to you're not going to give a darn. I'm thinking about the Olympics. It's a bl- it's a blind draw, so you could hit anyone. All right, Yanni. All
2: right, let's go. Let's go into Yanni. So there was an interview. Well, we'll, we'll get into the other interview first, but let's let's hear him out here first. This was after the NCAA championship, number three for Yanni.
0: I'm up six-three with a minute to go, and it felt like I wanted the match to be over. And that's wrong. It's so wrong. You know, you should never, you should never look at the clock the whole time. You know, I mean, you should just be. If you look at it in this match, I'm faking. the The first minute and the last minute look the same. Yep. And that's an indication of someone who's wrestling the whole time. Yep. If anything, building, right? And I did it in this match. I didn't do it last night, and that was. Big character flaw and something I'm really disappointed in. But thankfully, I had another
1: match and was able to repeat it. I went hats off to Yanni because he caught it right away. Very human thing to think. This is common for all, all wrestlers, really, where, you know, sometimes you're thinking about the clock. Sometimes you're thinking about closing out a match. Common thing to think. He caught himself and then he moved forward and wrestled like a champ in the finals. Um, that's what people should be focusing on. Not so much what he said in the semifinals when he was just frustrated. Uh, don't don't just hang on the quotes. Don't I, I'm all about quotes. I love quotes. So it's good to have quotes, but really, really make sure that what, what you're focusing on is is the right things and not something that's just gonna get a laugh out of out of people. That's what to focus on. That what Yanni said it there. What he spoke about in the semifinals, never knows what we're talking about. That really wasn't very descriptive. That was more of a sound bite. He was frustrated, he was angry, right? If- so it's it's good for maybe a title of an
2: email, right? Maybe you put something like that to get people's attention. It's good for a shirt. You know, hopefully, makes money on the shirt. You know, we want we want the wrestlers to do well financially, but you know, you, you think of last year, Spencer Lee. Excuses are for wusses. You think of you know, 665 pound deadlift. Hey, listen, we love the quotes too, right? That those were funny, but that's not the gold in the interview. That's not going to do much to help you, right? What what Yanni said in the semis. Again, he's frustrated. It's tough to interview. That's probably the last time I'd want to be interviewed right after a match, especially if you're disappointed. What I would take from the semifinal interview is that he's focused more on his performance than the win. He's not thinking, all right, yes, I, I want him in the finals. I'm doing everything right. No, there is there's a problem. There's a challenge he was facing. He was thinking too much about getting the match over with. He was focusing too much on just the win or whatever else was outside of his control. And, and he said he knew that. And he was able to correct it for the finals where he can wrestle. He was focused on wrestling the way he wanted to wrestle rather than just, all right, get the win. You know, I could be a three-time national champ. And lo and behold, he did both. He wrestled better. He performed close to his potential, closer to his potential. And, and he was a three-time national champ. So the lesson there is really listen to interviews. We, we say it all the time. Listen to the interviews after the nationals, not just the, the matches, not just the technique that you can learn. Those are great, too. But listen to the the mindset, and we're going to do another segment next week about um, some of the people that didn't achieve their goals. And then you listen to their perspective, and you see why they are who they are, why they've still achieved such great things in the sport of wrestling. Um, but but look for the goal, not just the sound bites. Yeah, it's cool to 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 joke around with your friends about the sound bite, but chances are that's not going to help you too much, right? What is that going to do for your wrestling career? What is that going to do for your life? What in these interviews can I take that I can apply forward in wrestling, in school? And in life.
1: The other lesson from, from that interview with Yanni is that we're talking about the other, the other interview of uh, the quotable one where he said, I won that match because I'm a better wrestler than that guy. And he wasn't saying that in an arrogant way. He was, he was acknowledging the fact that there was, it wasn't his mindset necessarily that match. It wasn't the entirety of his mind because there's different mental muscles, right? There's definitely one aspect of his mindset that is not what won him that match. That's what he's saying. So the point there is think about how good you need to make yourself how much you need to jump levels in all aspects of the sport mentally nutritionally technically strength your plyometrics your your health your health and wellness your rest your weight cut i mean there's going to be there's going to be matches where you're not at your best maybe most of your matches you're not going to be at your absolute best and if you get if you get yourself to that point where you're jumping levels in all aspects of your life even if something's not firing properly You'll beat that guy because you're a better wrestler than him. Like how many guys like Yanni could say that there were something was what Yanni was basically saying there's that something was something that's fundamentally part of his game was not on. And how many people can afford to have something where it's not fundamentally part of your game not being on and you still win in a big moment in front of tens of thousands of people? That's that's a testament to getting yourself a lot better than the other people where they eventually just can't compete with you. You have a bad day. You still beat them based on your fallback.
2: That's right. I got to reiterate the lesson. The first minute should look like the last minute. He said, if anything, you're building, right? But, but ideally, they are the same. You know, you come out firing and you finish strong, right? So you start strong, you finish strong, right? I want to be a quick starter and I want to be able to finish strong. And it's like, that's, I always think back to the Cliff Moore example, right? When we were, I think right before we went to college, maybe you were in college at the time, but he was up by a point in the national finals. Cliff Moore, wrestled at Iowa, Coach at Edinburgh, we got to talk to him about it when we worked with his team a couple of years later. And he's up by a point in the national finals, looking to score. It looked like he was the guy that was down by a point, but no, really, it looked like the same as he was in the first period. And he gets the takedown. So he goes from up one to up three. I think he won by three points. And the lesson is he, he wanted to represent, he said he wanted to represent himself well. He wasn't thinking about just winning. I want to represent myself and my team well. And he wrestled the same in the in the third period, or very similar as he did in the first period, and um, you know, put a stamp on it at the end, one by three instead of one, and that's that's how it looks. If if somebody's coming in to watch the match at a random time, so yeah, ideally I wouldn't know if he's winning or if he's losing. It's he's wrestling. <laughs> this is this is him wrestling.
1: Yeah, if you cover the score, you cover the you turn off cover the score, uh, turn off the announcers, at the volume. Should sound the same. All right, last same, yeah, good.
2: Last interview I got, maybe one with a uh, the happy family story. Here we go.
1: Max, uh, while you were getting interviewed by ESPN, they showed a clip of your brother sitting in the stands crying. He's so happy for you. What does that mean to you? I'm sorry.
2: I just remember watching him do it and I remember being so happy and thinking, man, I I just want to be just like him because he's not only is he so tough and he's such a great athlete, but he's so fearless. And there's been so many times in my career where I didn't live up to that, but um, he's been such a role model to me and he loves me so unconditionally and just to to get my hand raised tonight and to know that I have that in common with my brother now,
1: it just means a lot. On the right side.
2: Heck of a moment.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And hey, we got we have something in common too that we didn't get it done. So we had, so so (laughs) yes. Yeah, about that. (laughs) No, but it's you get you get to see you get to see on the
2: you know obviously the the best possible ending, right? They're both NCAA champions. But um, the thing it's like wrestling being a family sport, you know. And I think there's there's really nothing that could build up relationships, and you know it could be family, it could be teammates, it could be friends. But you see the, the special bond, and then it's like the perspective. You go back to the perspective, because even if, let's say, he loses that match, right, his brother's unconditional love is obviously still there, and he's probably crying in a different way, you know, a much more painful way. But his brother's there for him in that moment, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. You, just, you see, it. it's like that's usually wrestling is one of those sports. The chances are if you wrestled, your father wrestled, your brother's wrestled, and your sister's, you know, uh, somehow part of the team or, you know, or in um, whatever capacity. Right. So it's like he, usually a family, you sh- usually see families. Um, It brings people together. So it's a good, it's a great sport to get into. If you're not, if you're not a normal um, watcher of wrestling, if you're watching the pod for a first time and you're a beginner wrestler, get your family into wrestling and your friends.
2: That's right. And if I could, if my kids are watching, if I could speak to them, I would say you watch the interview and you do the same for your brother, whether he wins or he loses. And for my, my nephews as well. Right, you got You got to be there for him, win, lose, or draw. And then you have the uh, the Hayden Hitler interview, which was a great one too. Right after he took third place, and I, I think we'll show that one next week. It, we'll probably call something something like "Gracious in Defeat," and we'll watch some of the great interviews after people didn't achieve what they were trying to achieve. And he was saying how he's got he's got to lose a hundred times so my brother could win one. And um, you know he he's sticking around because he, he wants to help his brother, and he's going to coach him next year and stuff like that. And you just see that's. That's awesome. And how, how important that, that impact will go way beyond the sport of wrestling, right? But when you have that extra support, unconditional love from your a brother, a sister, a parent, even a coach, you know, that that means the world to these people. And, it, and it, it's helping them perform better. It's helping them live better lifestyles. You hear he wants to be like his brother, not just because he won, because of the way he's competing. You notice he said that he, he was fearless when he competed. So he wasn't just trying to do what he did but he was trying to take a certain important maybe mental and physical aspect and then apply that to his wrestling in life
1: yeah you just know the family relationship again if there's a hierarchy of importance like you said sports falls under recreation family is family uh that that obviously supersedes it by a lot and you're you're number one your pr- perspective is right also you don't know the lives you're touching other people are seeing what's going on there A lot of people see behind the scenes, even with the the good teammates, like um, good teammates and good friends. Right. We see um, when 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 Mark Hall lost in the national finals a few years ago, he was the first on the mat congratulating Bo Nickel. You would have thought they both won. It's like, you no, know, no. He just lost. He literally just lost, and he was and he was a favorite. Or if he wasn't a favorite, he clearly knows he could have won. It was like, I guess I'm sure Valencia, right? So you know those matches throughout the years go either way. So you remember that, and and the last story that I could recall, I think of the Burkert brothers. They both wrestled St. Peter's Prep team. Worked with for many years, um, and and they then went on to wrestle Hofstra. We worked with worked with Hofstra for a while. Well, Connor Ryan Burkert, both great wrestlers, great kids. Um, you Know they they're both they're both doing really well. We were working with both of them, their senior year of, of high school, and you know, maybe some years Connor is doing a little better, some years Ryan are doing a little better. Obviously, they're you know about the same being twins and everything, and both being solid kids, hard workers. Well, the whole year the whole year seemed to be going better for Ryan as a whole. Connor was pulling a little bit more weight. Connor's having the tournament of his life in in, in, in Atlantic City, and I mean. Beating, you know, beating good guys by close scores in the semis, winning a winning a big score, and Ryan just things weren't, you know, he had a tough weight, could win either way. He was one of the favorites. He beat the number number one guy in the state during the year. Things weren't going his way. You see how the margin is so small. Sometimes it's your day, sometimes it's not. Not only did he did he get upset, and I believe in the quarters, but then in the wrestle, but then in the backs and the consolations. He lost. I think he got thrown and maybe got pinned. I think. Well, whatever it was, he didn't even wind up placing in the tournament. He beat the number one guy in the state that year, and he beat the returning state champ the year before. He beat the state champ that year, the year before by a point. The point was this: Ryan was devastated, and Connor was having the tournament of his life. And literally, Connor was up in the semifinals, like right after, right after Ryan just got eliminated. So, you want to talk about like pain, like the the, uh, the highs and the lows? connor just has a huge huge win and i remember ryan after he lost walked over and just sat down after losing being eliminated his senior and sat down and watched his brother wrestle of course he was he was dejected he was down but he was right there gave his brother big hug after he won connor wrestled like one of the greater matches of his life and it's like he was just eliminated from the tournament ryan where he could have easily won it on a different day and it's like family and you still look at those guys now we saw him at atlantic city this year we were there and family. They're still close. They're still doing well. And they're still helping other people do well. That's what it's about. That's right. And you got the
2: Bethia brothers. Think about,
1: I think there are five boys that wrestled
2: at least four of them wrestled at Penn. Two of them are mindset coaches. Now Kanan and Aaron, I I wrestled with Aaron at Penn. Kanan was a few years after it took the, the fifth brother, the last one to win a state title. I think a lot of them were a few of them were close. Kanan took second. He was in the finals and the last brother wins the state title and ever, everyone runs down and they rush to the, not just the brothers, but the sisters, the parents, you know, probably other people in the family. So, so you
1: see that. And that's, it wasn't a quote in the it wasn't a quote in the newspaper like we won or we took state or we did it like it was something like, like we like we did it. <laughs> what is, yeah, those, those support systems are, are second to none. What does that tell you? And what does it tell you as parents? Keep having kids. Maybe your first couple ones aren't going to get it done. Maybe, maybe it's your fourth, fifth, sixth kid. Don't, don't stop having kids. Our mandate is to be fruitful and multiply. So keep it going. You want big wrestling families? You want to grow the sport? You want more donors? You need more people. You need bigger wrestling families. That's keep having right. kids. Number five might be
2: the, um, the president of the United States. You don't know. Last one we got to talk about. Nick Suriano, two-time NCAA champion. Got it done again. I was writing to his brother on on LinkedIn before I asked, I was like, did he even give up any takedowns this, this year? Zero takedowns this year. I think he was number two in, um, you know, winning by major decision bonus points in, in percentage and then zero takedowns the whole year. Even Gable Stevenson gave up a takedown as, as good as he is. I think it was in the quarters of the semifinals. So, um." Nick got it done again. He wrestled another Jersey guys. Bergen Catholic versus Del Barton in the finals, which is cool to see. Two teams that are dominant in New Jersey right now. Both of them have an unbelievable tournament. Just cool to see Seriano get it done again. Um, just probably the best head and hands
1: defense I've ever seen. Consistently harsh. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Boom. He um I just voted for him for the Hodge before our call, by the way. I don't know if that gets registered, but it does.
2: What's that? I, I did as well. I did as well yesterday. His brother sent me the link. But again, he's got a case number two in bonus points. Not zero takedowns the whole year. I think a lot of people don't consider that, but that is a big deal, especially wrestling in the Big Ten, good competition. And um
1: yeah. Yes, what were we saying? Sometimes you wrestle these kids. They're just fireballs, man. They came out. They come out like a bat <laughs> right. out of it and it's like, And it's like, they might sneak one on you. It's like a guy who just might be quick or real explosive. It's like for, to not get scored on at the NCAA level where you know you're dealing with some serious athletes and people who just have some real raw skills. Real raw skills. <laughs> right. I mean, there's a few things. It's like you didn't get tired at the end of the match. You didn't slack off at the end of the match, right? How many times you're winning? It's like, eh, you let the guy go around, get a quick two at the end, right? You know, you didn't get in bad position. And in the beginning of the match, no one surprised you with the blow-through athletic thing. So, well, you, well, you see it. He's on the – to
2: not give up – like, so we were talking about Nick Soriano. One takedown, he gave up all in all of high school. And at Bergen Catholic, they wrestled the Beast of the East. They wrestled Doc Buchanan, like, the, you know, some of the toughest schedule you could wrestle in high school. And he gave up literally one takedown. And I, you could almost count all the ones he gave up in college. Like, there were very few. Um, you know, we were, we were going through it. It's like – a handful maybe a few more than a handful if that which is which is unbelievable in a in a career wrestling in the Big 10 um it's it's tough to fathom that we could almost count a wrestler who's we've watched a lot of his matches the takedowns they've given up and that's just a tribute to being ready all the time when you shake hands be, you know anytime you put your foot is on the line you know your your hands are down you're ready to wrestle and you see it's the way he wrestles he's the last one to wrestle at the end of the period you know they go out of bounds he's the last one to wrestle and it's not in a, in a flagrant way Right. He's, he's got his hands on the po- his opponent one or two, three seconds, two or three seconds after the, the match appeared. But it's, again, not flagrant, but it's I'm not going to stop wrestling. I'm going to be the last person to wrestle and I'm going to make sure I don't give up any cheap points.
1: Right. So it's got a heck of a case for the Hodge. Let's see.
2: Let's see what happens. All right. Awesome. Next Next week we're going to do another one on the NCAA's. I think we're going to call it "Gracious in Defeat" and just show the perspective of some of the best wrestlers after they did not accomplish their goals. Which, when you think about it, it's most people. But you see why these people are some of the best, probably of all time, that they didn't even win it. So that goes hope, back. Yeah. I think
1: it goes back to you might think right about there with um. If I should say this to next week, but you think about Apollo Creed and um Rocky Four and Rocky's like, "Well, maybe, maybe the show is over." It's got to easy for you to say you're still on top. What about us And we're not on top? Where do we go, Stallion? Because we sure as that can't be born again, right? So, so basically, um, yeah, where do we go? What do we do? How are we supposed to, where's our perspective? And that's why a lot of times mindset training is even more important right after your wrestling career, even if you're done, because now it's like, let's start applying this to life and let's get on track for my career and also coming to terms with the end of an era. The end of your wrestling career, it's, it's the end of an era. Parents don't realize that, but as a mental health professional, Myself? That's a big deal. Your answers to those questions are huge. right? Do you take take time now and you just start getting caught up in bad things you shouldn't have been doing? Or do you now apply that fire to something else? And how are you viewing everything? So whether your high school career is done and you're not wrestling in college or your college career is done, you're not going to wrestle, or if you wanted to move on and go international, you better be thinking about your mindset. You better be thinking about your perspective. So keep your kid on the mindset program or even sign them up even right after their career. Because there's a lot of we see a lot of wrestlers, and I'm sure any parent or any coach on here knows there's a lot of guys out there in limbo. Let's be real. After the wrestling career, there's a lot of guys out there in limbo. They really don't know what they they want to do. They're trying all kinds of different things. Maybe it's living a bachelor lifestyle or whatever it might be. You, you need mindset. Right? You need you need to make sure that mindset's there. Again, and we're hiring. yeah good, good. You got it. We're we're hiring wrestling minds. It's always looking for great mindset coaches for people who are serious about. They understand the importance of mindset, sports psychology. You want to help kids. You want to speak at wrestling clubs. You want to present. You want to make a difference and help our sport and help people. If you're passionate about us, about that, give us a call. Give us a call. A lot of the people I've been interviewing, they're longtime followers of our podcast. We've been getting a lot of people reaching out, whether they be wrestlers right out of college who are looking to start up a career, um, or people who are coaches or club coaches looking to pick up some other part-time work just because they love it. They love mindset. They love helping people. Whoever you are, get a hold of us. As we always say, whether it's wrestling, sports, school, business, or life, mindset makes the difference. See you next week.
0: Hold up?